everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 165 for January 9th, 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. That's what I was waiting for. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Brunson, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Hey, real quick, uh, I'd like to say congrats to uh, Gingy and Pop Pop uh, wheeling towards their uh, ideal quitting the day job and going full time doing their thing. So yeah. yeah, way to go, guys. Yeah, way to go. I'm a huge supporter of that. Yes, really? we know you like to quit quitting or quitting or get people to quit, get people to believe in themselves, believe in their dreams. Yes. That's exactly it. I like yeah. to quit quitting. Really? Because I just what? thought you were nagging, but that might just be me. <laughs> like he yeah. nags you with positivity. You could do it, guys. <laughs> I know. What a jerk. No, it's more, it's more like, all right, fine. You can do it. Come on already. I have faith in you. Whatever. Huh? How was that? It was pretty good. Tim, nope. do you have a sample of crickets you could potentially <laughs> insert? <laughs> I, I can look for them. Terrific. Thank you. So, uh, what are we working on for this first week of 2019, Bill? What uh, what do you got on the bench? Are you still working on the salon? Well, you know, I, before oh, I, before you go. tell us what you're working on, I want to hear about your your trip and your. Uh, oh so my gosh! I was hoping you'd never ask. So yes, I got to go I to. Skip it. I, I no no <laughs> hold on. Let's see. In fact, we should just call the podcast Bill's trip. Yeah. Okay. That's. Um, Get ready. <laughs> so, I mean, it was amazing all the way around. To start off, we left on uh, the day before Christmas Eve at seven six thirty in the afternoon. And the trip... We're going to get a minute by minute. <laughs> yeah. No, no. no then why at I'm, 631. No, why I'm saying that, though, is because I looked at the weather and everything because I didn't want to go... If I went north, there was a possibility of going over Donner's Pass and all this stuff that could be snow and it could be terrible weather. And if it was going to be that way, I would go south to Las Vegas and go up to Utah from that way. It's about an hour and a half difference. But anyway, um, on the way there, we made it in 12 and a half hours... And the maybe for 15 to 20 minutes, there was one part where the road got, it was snowing somewhere in Elko, Nevada or something. I don't know. But we had to slow down to like 50. Casey's following me in Aspen's car and I'm in the truck. And then there was another part where it got foggy. That was it. So we were blessed as far as getting there. We left here at 630 in the, uh, in the evening and we got there at 730 in the morning. And they're an hour and a head. So I guess it was about 12 hours total. Wow. You drove yeah. straight. We drove straight through. We stopped um, on the way there because it's a lot more going uphill, <laughs> getting over the Sierra Nevadas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we stopped more often for gas going up like six times. And then um, fast forward to on the way back, uh, same thing. We we the, It snowed the day before we left the morning. Then we got and left early in the morning. 
perfect weather all the way there and it took us a little less than 12 hours with only three stops getting back home and that's not it's i mean it's a 75 and 80 miles an hour speed limits throughout pretty much most of that trip uh, once you get out of california so that that's helpful but i set the cruise at the speed limit i don't i'm not one to drive 85 and an 80 I, 80 yeah, that's great but anyway um so, I'll do 16 to 55, but when you get to 80, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not one to speed. We, we, I just wanted to get there safely, and, and everything worked out well. We got there Christmas Eve morning, um, went over to the, to the daughter person's house, and um, we figured, well, let's just uh, do the car thing now. So went inside oh hi everybody got loves and hugs and hot chocolate and all that stuff and i said okay well aspen here this is from all of your parents and i handed her this little box and she opened it up and it was uh we got her a keychain that you know the little uh the ball with wings that flies around the harry potter movie that they chase it's called a snitch yeah, yeah whatever it's called a snitch a golden snitch yeah well she got a golden snitch keychain because she likes harry potter with the key to the car on it. And she's like, oh my God, oh my God. I think she knew. She still hasn't fessed up that she knew. I think she did, but she did a great job. She went outside. Just everybody went nuts over the car. It was it was a very exciting thing. So her dad's like, well, she doesn't have her permit, but uh, she can drive around the neighborhood. They live in like where there's a bunch of townhouses and streets and everything. So it's like, she's fine up in here. She's been practicing. So I get, okay, now, you know, 10 and 12 and emergency brake and gas. And then she's just kind of looking at me like, seriously? I'm like, okay, I'll shut up. And then she drove. She knows how to drive. It was just amazing. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Um, so every time over the weekend that we went somewhere, uh, whoever drove that car, once we got back to the mom and dad's house, she would be the one to park it. So this is in like eight degree weather when it's snowing outside and stuff. So she got to like pull it from the back of the townhouse to the street to park it on the curb. But still, it's like <laughs> got all this time practice doing that. The trip was wonderful. Um, I have not enjoyed Christmas. I, I've not enjoyed a Christmas like that. It was just mm. Christmas that night. Uh, the, their tradition is they open up one gift, which is pajamas, brand new Christmas pajamas. So everybody has new pajamas to wear in the morning when they open up all their gifts. Casey and I were included in that, and we had to open up new pajamas. I was surprised. It was very amazing. And then the following morning, just with the little kids and the big kids and the, everybody, we just all opened up gifts. Went over to my ex-in-law's house. And I wasn't sure how that was going to be, but it yeah. was lovely and amazing. And there was singing and there was acting out of poems and there was <laughs> food. And it was just, I mean, it's just, it's like the Brady Bunch Christmas exploded, you know, because they're Mormons. I mean, there was just so many people everywhere. I just can't remember the last time I really, I've never enjoyed a, a Christmas like that. I think having so many children is what really makes it, you know, mm. it's just so I, I can go on and on and on and on, but it was just wonderful. We we left, we got there safely. It was happy. There were surprises. There was love, and we got home safely. What more is there to say? I missed you guys. I missed all of our, our listeners. I missed doing the podcast, but it was it was muffled quite a bit by the excitement that I had. So that was my trip. That's fantastic. There's like barely anything to make fun of you about in that story. I know. Oh man. Quit being so good at everything and having yeah. fun and enjoying life. <laughs> okay, well, let's see. No, there is there is something to make fun of me about. So, oh, okay, here we go. During all of this hubbub, because we also we went to the Salt Lake Temple because uh, they have a 
uh, where they take Temple Square is like, I don't know, six blocks where the temple is, but it's all these other buildings in the tabernacle, and, it's, and they just deck it out with lights. And you get to go up in this one building and look down at the temple. It's an amazing structure, the architecture. Met some friends at the mall. Uh, got to watch the kids play, blah, blah, blah. But anyway... So I'm tired because we haven't been sleeping. We've been staying up till 12, 1 in the morning and then getting up fairly early, trying to cram as much time together with this family as I can. On a Thursday, maybe it was a Friday, I'm not sure. Everything kind of sped by. We, we came back to the hotel room to, I don't know, change clothes. It was snowing or so. I don't know what we did. We had a hotel room right in town. Um, grabbed the stuff out of the truck. Went into the hotel room. Ten minutes later, I think we wanted to just take a shower. I think we got up to go have breakfast. And then we, we, anyway, we're only in there for 15 minutes. I can't find my truck key. I'm like, did I drop it outside? There's nobody here, really. It's a Thursday in Spanish Fork, Utah. It's snowing outside. There's three people staying at this hotel. I can't find my truck key for nothing. Uh, now, luckily, I, I keep a spare on my truck, you know, it's, as we all do. It's smart. You know, I, so, all right, but this is driving me nuts. I don't ever lose my, my, my car key. So I pulled the spare out, go on about my daily day. So uh, I think it was two days later, we ended up take, taking the girls shopping, Aspen and her sister, Hannah. I said, I got to stop by Home Depot and get a key made. So I have a spare because I don't, you know, that's what we do. So I got a, a spare key made and reattached it to the truck and I got my key. And it was the following day, I go over and I go to put, we, we get done at night. Again, it's like 1230 at night, right by the bed stand. I look on top of the light and on the finial, on top of the lamp, <laughs> is hanging the key to the truck. Now, you got to imagine that I had been blaming Casey that I think she hit it on me on purpose because there's mm-hmm. no way I would have lost my key. Uh, it should have been in that hotel room. There's no way. Sure enough, man. And I had been forget. I had forgotten my phone, like just not setting it down and not remember. I think early onset something is happening. Well, I think you're just in a foreign environment and excited and just overstimulated, probably. But just thinking about all these other things, it was weird. That I mean, I was just so forgetful and so. It was just weird. Nothing unsafe, and you know, and it was kind of neat because I now I have an extra key to my truck. So there's a. You know, yay! So, so now you can pull one under all the wheel wells. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's just wow. So now go so ahead. Where do, now you, you can, where do you hide the key on your truck? Um, for anybody that's listening and wants to come steal my truck, <laughs> I don't use a magnetic. I won't say exactly where, but I don't use a magnetic box. I use Gorilla Black duct tape. Oh, that's a good idea. And I tape it up under somewhere underneath that bad boy, and it's worked for me. It's it's what I've always used. You know, so for hmm. many, many years, that tape is beyond sticky. And uh, as and long it as you blends have a nice into the color of underneath the truck and, you know, like yeah. that. Yeah. Undercoat black. <laughs> yeah. I you just, you don't do that in the Northeast. No, it would, it would not last. How much you want to bet? Like salt and dirt and snow I, and I, ice. I, I, I challenge I you to I do this. I can't keep the metal on my truck in the Northeast. Never mind. I tape. challenge you both to do this. Take a take a, a six inch strip of Gorilla Black Tape. It's right here. I know what it is. All right. It's yeah. Gorilla. Oh, okay. Thank you. Black for duct you. tape. Mm-hmm. Anyway, clean an area up underneath the bumper, uh, up underneath well, the wheel well. If, if you have uh, if you have a, a tow hitch somewhere up under the truck or the car, put a strip of tape on there, and then come springtime, I'll remind you guys and see if it's still there. And I bet it's still there, and I bet you it's hard to get off, too. 
Oh yeah, no, you're right. I can think of some spots that it would probably work. Hmm. I just leave the spare at home and then call my wife. Unfortunately, I had brought her with me, so that was kind of. <laughs> she could keep it on her. Wait a minute! Uh, I didn't mean to say unfortunately I brought her with me. What I meant yeah, to say was not very nice. Sound good. That would be we unfortunate like because so... she was with me. That's what right. I meant to say. Yeah. Right. But you know, modern cars don't really let you lock the key. Oh, I guess as if you lose the key, right? Yeah, I have a 2001 truck, so... Luckily, you could make a spare at, like, a Home Depot. Correct. With modern keys, you can't do that. My you wife can't does... do that. Well, my wife's car is an 01. It's a, a Passat, and it, so it's got the, the key. You have to get it from Germany. There's codes and VIN numbers involved. It's, like, a million dollars. Yeah. It's a pain in the neck because it's got a battery in it. And it's like a, it's I don't, like a little my, 200 bucks they would charge me for a key. Mine did yeah, not come with a, a, yeah. a remote, right? But I, I went to get Aspen's car, does have one. It's a 1998. And I went to get another one of those. And when the guy said that's going to be $175 plus programming, I went, you know, yeah. the one remote that they have in the two spares, at least it's old enough that it still runs on just a key. You don't have to have, it's not like a the little chip or whatever. Right, yeah. But I was like, yeah, no, no, nah, no. Good enough. Hey, so um, uh, I haven't been working on a lot. Obviously, I've been out of town. And I am still working on the salon. And yesterday... I got. We went to see the salon to see how far they've gotten, and they're really close to being done. And what an amazing! Uh, I took a couple of pictures. The walls are all done. They're primered white. It's going to be painted white, so I got to see what it's going to kind of look like. It's just, I am so excited. This is going to be amazing. Cool. So it looks like I will have to the end of the month to do my thing, and they should be out of there by the end of this next week. So I got like two weeks, nobody in my way, just haul butt, get things built, installed, and um, but that's what I'll be working on. No, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. 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 Tim? Um, okay, let me start. Well, it's 6.28 a.m. Yeah. On what day? <laughs> on December Did you go anywhere 22nd. special? Well, I'm sorry? Did you go anywhere special? No. Well, I mean, everywhere I go is special. I was just going to say. Yeah. Did anybody Probably not for special? the right reasons come to see you were you the recipient of visitation well we had we had our you know christmas and holiday festivities with our family and whatnot and that's wonderful pretty do tell you know pretty typical stuff um which was nice of course and you know the kids and and all of that stuff sure we did all that we didn't go deliver you know cars half a country away (laughs) well did, did gwen get her cereal box slippers uh, no, she didn't get cereal box slippers this year. Um, oh, what kind of slippers I, did she get? <laughs> someone else had bought her a pair of store-bought slippers. And I'm what? Trying not to be, I was trying not to be offended by that, but uh, <laughs> I didn't make her any slippers. I mean, of course, I made her a bunch of ridiculous homemade gifts. <laughs> you know, like a spork chilla, for instance, was one of them, of course. But um, cause she we probably didn't lied that she loved it. Um, actually, I think she put them back into my Etsy inventory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wasn't, not fair uh, for her to hog it. So. Wasn't uh, uh, Kristen Jackman uh, flying all over the internet with her? She got one for Christmas or something, I believe. That was very yeah. sweet, sweet of her to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a handy tool. What can I say? Um, so yeah, we did we did the holiday stuff, and it screwed up my work schedule a little bit. And I'm um, getting back to work now. Um, I actually am very busy. I have I'm still working. I think I told you guys about the car hood table I was working mm-hmm. on. I'm finally like I was just working on that all day today. That's that's coming together. That's almost done. That's, that's got to be um, fun. That's uh, I envy you. Uh, that that's going to be a fun project. 
Well, yeah, there's a lot of hard work. I mean, but I, fun. I had to do their design, you know, so there's things I would I would have done it differently. Like, so I had to build, they wanted wooden legs. So I built a wooden box basically out of plywood and I have these reclaimed wood legs or tapered that are on it. And then I had to skin it with the, the hood sheet metal. So that involved going to my local, um, you know, auto parts, used auto parts place. I actually got to drive my truck into the boneyard and we, we pulled the hood down and, and then, uh, I took it to, um, the, cause it's, I don't have a brake big enough to bend it to go around the sides. So I took it to Logan steel that down the street and, um, they have a 550 ton, 12 foot press brake. Wow. Nice. Uh, CNC controlled. The thing is like, it's like a half million dollar. I think it's like a million dollar machine or something. That's ridiculous. It's actually 24 feet cause there's two halves to it. And uh, so we went we, a little bit overkill to bend this point oh three seven five sheet metal, <laughs> you know. But yeah. it was uh, that was fun. I got to just learn about how that machine worked and do that. So it's been kind of cool like that. Now I'm, um, you know, I, like I don't have a lot of experience welding sheet metal. I do more like the heavier stuff, which is easier, you know. And so I'm, I, there's I had to patch, I had to to seam on some patches and and then the corners. And so that was what I was doing all day today. And it was just taking me a long time because I don't I'm not really good at that. It's like a different kind of welding, you know. But uh, it's a little more grinding <laughs> than I want to admit, you know, and then filling the holes I made and, you know, all that. Well, that's the thing is you get that you're not using very much power and you're just mm-hmm. doing tack. Well, it's a lot of tack yeah. welds, basically. Well, that's and that's the trick is like you're going you, you do it at a spot and then you move an inch and do it in a spot. And you move an inch, do it in a spot. And then you go back and let it cool. But then you start right. getting a little impatient. So you try to do a second one to just finish up that little spot and then boom, you melted it. Like yeah. that's that's, you know, and. You just gotta, you know, it's just practice of knowing how how long you can stay there, and and um, yeah, you, you always think you're okay, and then you're not. But then the the big thing I have uh, coming up, well, I have some guitars I'm working on, of course, too, Phil. Because um, <laughs> I was I'm hoping the, you'd say something. Yeah, I'm doing the guitar show in April again, and I had this kind of series idea I'm working on for some palette guitars. But then the big one is I've been kind of working with this company for a while, and I just got the deposit check. Uh, I'm making 125 stools, and they have to be done by the end of February. Oh now, was this the uh, uh, the stools that you posted online recently? I haven't been paying a lot of attention to the internet, but yeah, I noticed I you posted a, some stools. I put a picture of it called Stool Sample, and that yeah. was what it was. It was a sample stool for this. It's a... <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Nicely <laughs> done. It's, uh, it's a brewery, like a brew house, that tasting room place, not too far from here, and... Um, and so they they're building this whole new thing, and it actually might turn into some other work for them too, of some art uh, that we were talking about doing on the wall and stuff. Uh, it was a pretty cool experience going down there and checking the place out. But so they come up come up with some unique tap handles. It's that, they've already got a, they've got killer tap handles already because they've been open for a while. They're opening a second. Oh, like, okay. okay. And so they already have that. They have these awesome laser or water cut. I'm not sure which aluminum handles that are like like see-through with their if they're i looked at those and was like all right i can't make it any better than that <laughs> <laughs> i'll stick to the stools you know but um yeah so i have to make 125 stools reclaim wood steel frame i have to have them done by the end of february so that's going to keep me pretty uh pretty busy because that's a lot of stools tell our readers how you nailed that gig uh what do you mean how did you get how? that job uh well they're they're local Mm-hmm. So uh, I was able to get in contact with them, um, and it took a little bit of going back and forth. It was—I mean, I can't say I did anything special. Like they—they're just like, "Hey, can you make these?" I'm like, "Yes, I can." They said, "Can you?" They—they they had a, a, a price point of two hundred bucks a stool, 
that they wanted to keep Matt. And so I gave him some options of some different designs. And then we, you know, settled on, they saw some other stools that I made that they liked. And we settled on one uh, that I brought. And they, they sat in it. They're like, oh, this is great. It's rock solid. It's comfortable. Let's go. You know? Yes, Bill. Um, can I offer you an alternative story to how you got that gig? That sounds way more better. Yeah, you tell your story now how I got the gig. All right, yeah. so you and Gagne were having some beers at this place, and you guys got so, so hammered that you fell off the stool, and you looked up and said, you know, I can make a better stool than that. And then the the guy, the owner came out and says, oh, yeah, Mr. Tim Sway, artist guy, then I challenge you to. So you made a couple of stools, and he actually loved them so much he ordered 175. And he paid for your cab ride home. 125, and I think I still like my story better. Oh, I'm just saying. I figure if All I threw Gagne in the... have to do with getting hammered and then some kind of a challenge. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, pharmacist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, any, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, there was no, like, magic secret to it. It was just being, being available, being open-minded, and, uh, you know, and... I just meant, how did you get that connection? Like, how did you even open up a dialogue with these people? Uh, they found me. Ah, through what Through what source? Well, I don't know if you want to share necessarily that, but... Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, like I, an I, online thing or word of mouth? Yeah, it was or... a, a, online, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just, I just, there's a lot of people out there who are looking to break into this, you know, being out on their own, and I just oh, sort of wanted if, to if I had... the horse to water a little bit, yeah. If, if I could tell people how to get gigs like this, like, I would have gigs like this more often. Like, well, that's the thing, though. We, <laughs> you know what I mean? We've actually done an episode, I think, where we talked about different resources for trying to get mm-hmm. work. And yeah. Basically, uh, yeah. I think, Tim, you talked a little bit about, you know, finding some online websites. Phil, you covered it's, the Etsy well, type thing. and it's yeah. it's it's consistency you know of of consistently working like and but the other thing i i don't i don't necessarily look for jobs like this a lot and i don't think and i was like i get excited about it. i like doing these large jobs sometimes because i like to experiment with production and i like to experiment with scaling up and with systems the money. and all this stuff the money helps because the money pays enough to where i don't have to worry about the bills for a couple months so i don't have to necessarily go taking a bunch of other jobs i don't want and like worry about picking up the 50 dollars jobs and 100 dollars jobs right so there's that nice kind of security thing about it but i didn't get into this line of work to make 125 stools like you know every two months for the rest of them you know what i mean I, like that's not what i want to do but this buys me the time to now look for some of the more fun stuff that maybe doesn't pay as well um, and, and it looks like this actual client is going to lead to that because he has these walls and these buildings that he wants to do some stuff on. And, and uh, so, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, it could, this place could take care of me for half the year, you know. So would, would you say that you have uh, progressed in that direction since you started doing this? I think you have just being a being a fan. I've, I've noticed that you went you're, you're not doing as many of those fifteen hundred dollar jobs like you used to. Uh, you're not there yet where you want to be, no, but I'm well, saying it's like, you know, it's like, hey, you're, you're, you've been steadily over the years getting more and more doing the kind of work that you want to do. Yeah, I, it, that is true. And it's, um, you know, it's like, again, if, you're, if we're doing the advice thing, it's consistency. It's about just, you know, consistently looking for what you want because it's not going to come find you. Sometimes it does, but the reason it finds you is because you put so many hooks in the in the water, eventually a fish is going to fall on it, right? I mean, that's kind of the, you know, so I, I just consistently, I mean, my, my success rate for everybody I contact about a job, I mean, I get maybe 15% of them. You know, I mean, that's, that's how much good. you have to write. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe less, maybe 10. You know what I mean? For like every 100 emails I write, I get 10 people write back. They say it's I mean, a contact sport. You just got to make exactly. contact. You just, exactly. And I think what happens to a lot of people that are trying to do this, and the, the advice might be is to just keep doing it. Because a lot of people, after they write 200 emails, and they only get four gigs out of it, like, ah, I can't make a living doing this. And then they quit. And that's what you can't do. You have to right. be persistent. Uh, push through. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad I didn't have that attitude, though, when I was selling cars because, you know, making contact, contact sport, like, get it? Because you're running into people with your car to try and sell them. And yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. That joke was so inside, you didn't even get it. Yeah. So, hey, <laughs> Phil, I don't want to pass you up, but other than almost getting, uh, uh, not being with us here on this earthly realm anymore, what's, why don't you talk about that, man? I'm glad you're here. Thanks. Uh well, I had a little health scare, and <clears throat> I talked about it in the pre-show. I don't really want to go into it again, but uh, everything's fine, and uh, I'm just looking forward to taking a little bit more easy. I think I, I think I took things a little bit too seriously that didn't necessarily need to be taken as seriously. But uh, all to say, everything's fine. Don't ask me any questions. Uh, I think your eyebrow, your eyebrows will probably grow back too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all that stuff grows. I mean, back. it's and it doesn't look abnormal at all. And the swelling underneath the eyes, that's yeah. that, I promise you, I've been there. Right. You're going to be fine. Thank you. And your, your, your Bill Lutz forehead vein still looks healthy, so. Well, that's not going, <laughs> that's not going anywhere. Tim, you are a tremendous business acquaintance. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> oh, I was so proud of that. <laughs> yes. I know. I know. I, I was texting with Tim or whatever. He reached out. He's like, hey, how you feeling? And I'm like thanks you're a really good friend and then he's like whoa 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 friend i'm really more of a business acquaintance and your health you know is directly oh. related to my income so i was just checking up on my investment and i was I like i was like touche i think i i knew you said i love yeah. you and i hope you get better didn't i if yeah i didn't yeah if i didn't bill, text it i, I bill is legit yeah. tim is super honest no <laughs> Son of a gun! Uh, I was I was cracking up so much as I wrote that. <laughs> yes, I'm glad I'm glad you felt good about it. But um, at least one of us did. You know? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> listen. If you can't make yourself laugh, yeah. so it was Phil, good. Phil, did you have any time to, to what other than working hard? Uh, is there anything you're working on new? Have you had any time to actually get that going on? I I finished up my last Etsy order last night and packed it up. This nice. Morning. So nice. I literally have nothing left. I'm just thinking about Etsy right now. I own, I owe Ryan Ridgely a call. He wanted to talk about Etsy. Um, but for everybody else who's interested in, in how to sell on Etsy, I, we, we have covered that, I think, a couple of times. So I, 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 I encourage you to take a look at some of our back catalog stuff. Mm. Otherwise, feel free to send me an email or, you know, or on any of the social medias. I'm, I'm, happy, to, I'm happy to have a chat about it. Um, not like I'm, like, on my own or anything, but... For the amount of work I want to be doing, I've been successful on on Etsy, and I found I found my little niche. Um, something I am excited about is uh, is the HVLP spring that I've been doing, and uh, and I'm having a blast with it. I did uh, I did this whole whiskey box with just like um, just polycrylic, and it came out really really nicely. And uh, and the trick to it is just just water it down <laughs> until it sprays nicely. Yeah, very thin. Yeah, just straight until it's pretty nicely. And you can get, I mean, because if you really want to get that really nice finish, there's a lot of sanding in between steps. Yeah. You can get like three, four coats on. Oh, yeah. And then like Fast. let it sit. 
Yeah, within 15 minutes of each other even. And yeah. then you can let that sit for a while before you sand and, you know, and, and all that. So you end up getting like 20 coats, but you don't have to clean the thing every time. Because like those, you can just leave it sitting there almost all day. That's what I did, yeah. Before you clean it. And, uh, so I uh, left it and, uh, and in between um, coats, I watched uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga get robbed at the Golden Globes. But uh, so so I got I, I did that last night and that was that was super fun. But instead, I, I used up the last of my polyacrylic, and I'm actually looking forward to the next project because I bought a nice little pint size of uh, Verithane high gloss waterborne, and I want really want to try that. So that's that's. Uh, it's supposed to be a uh, superior product. I'm hoping so because polyacrylic was okay. It was all right. Uh, but oh, I really the, want to uh, see what I can spray. That's the new one that's in the the box stores now. I don't know if it's, it's uh, new necessarily. Well, the Minwax is not no longer in Orange Store. Right. So the, they are selling Verithane, but Verithane's been out there for a long time, and it's just it's just it's just had a it's it's like yeah. a step up. It's a step yeah. up. I had never seen the, the waterborne stuff before until they brought it into the Orange Store, uh, yeah. and I bought. They had a can of it that was like super thick okay. that I bought. Um, for not for spraying, but for brushing on, and, um, yeah. and I, the triple I, thick. I was really impressed. Yeah. yeah, I was really impressed with it because I, I, for my stool sample, that's what I, I put it on. You know, I, was, <laughs> I know it's just fun to say. The triple that's thick stool Tim. sample. Yeah, that's disgusting. So it was just it was like I, I, I dipped the brush in, I slapped it around the thing, and in one coat, it was, it was good to go. You know. So you polished a turd, is what we're saying. I, <laughs> I polished a stool sample. Let's be accurate with what we're saying. Uh. <laughs> Just doesn't get uh, any better. Doesn't get uh, any better. So that was fun, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to. Oh, I don't know. Well, after I travel, I guess I don't really have much time to do anything right now. But maybe in the month of February, I'll do a video. Oh, that would be something. No, I'm I'm happy to hear that uh, people can reach out. That's sweet. Uh, Ryan's going to ask you about Etsy, um, not because a few weeks ago I asked you and Tim both about possibly opening my own Etsy store, and and I quote, "Oh, it's really easy. Just try it." And then you both yeah. like hung up on me, so. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I think you should take that as a compliment. Clearly, <laughs> Ryan needs way more handholding than we believe you need. Uh, I know. Well, Ridgely's he's a he's just a giant ten year old anyway. He needs a diaper change and I right. don't know. So yeah. you being twelve, you know, you're a step. That's up. That's right. So. That's right. I am a step up. I've been right. changing my own diapers for years. Why are we still on the stool samples? I don't get it. I know. It's all your fault, Sway. It's like we hey, just keep talking about, you know, it doesn't change. It's the same old, same it's the old. Same old, same, same, same old, old thing. Oh, that was our first group segue. That was terrific. Woo-hoo! <laughs> yeah. So, right, uh, the, the genesis of this topic is that, uh, you know, Tim brought it up in the pre-show that it's a trope all the time that people talk about, you know, it's a new year. Happy New Year, everybody, by the way. Um, that it's, you know, New Year, resolutions, what we, goals. What are we going to do differently and how yeah. are we going to make it better? And, well, exactly. So, we, so you know, I thought, actually, sometimes what we're doing is just fine. So what is the same old, same old that is fantastic that we want to keep doing? And, uh, yeah, that's it. Keep doing Me, it. Me, I'm got. i going to go first. Go. Big surprise. Here we go. This podcast. Well, listen. Okay, all right. I have nothing funny to say about that. Fair enough. We're going to keep doing that. All right. Go ahead. Your turn. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I, <laughs> I am going to keep trying new things. <laughs> Which That's, is the same thing that you used to do. Right. 
Right. Like, yeah. I'd like to try, like, so, for example, this HVLP thing is new for me, right? Spraying is new for me. Getting into a new finishing type is is new for me, you know? So I, I'd like to do, I bought a new compressor, so maybe I'll try an air sander or something. something. But I just want to keep it fresh, keep it fun, um, you know, always make going into the garage um, exciting and new and something to, you know, because, like, getting the tool isn't as fun for me as it is, like, the research part of it, the anticipation of getting a new tool or a new technique or something different. That's what really, you know, gets my motor going is, like, thinking about doing something. You know what I mean? Like, is, isn't oh, yeah. it always, like, thinking about eating that cake is always way better than actually eating the cake? Yeah. Uh, that- sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, but I get, always, I get what yeah. you're saying is that you like to keep things fresh, but you've always been that way. I mean, since since we've yeah. known you, it's like oh, yeah. Tim and I kind of get to watch because you have been making a little less than we have uh, for amount of time. Yeah. And I think we got the privilege of being able to watch you discover these new things. So the same old thing for you is like, oh, man, I want to try this new process or I want to come up with a new way to do this. So that is super fun to see you doing that but what uh what is that an oxymoron when you say the same old thing is trying something new yeah it is paradoxical for sure mm-hmm. but that is let's say my attitude about trying new things will remain the same right i like it i, I do i like it timothy yeah what do we got there that's that's pretty much my thing <laughs> you're always <laughs> copying me. I know. it's ridiculous because well, change change is my thing the 13th you know? note yes we know yes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can get Izzy to replace me too if you don't want to hear any of my stuff. No, no, no. no we, I want we, to hear same it. old, same old. We want to hear it over the, and over, yeah. and over and over. Hey. Yeah. I've run out of things to say. Um, yeah, my I want to continue to like get better. You know, mm. that's that's been like the day one. Maybe that's even the same as what you're saying. But it's like you know, I I agree with you about that. Excited about trying new things and. And all that, that's what keeps me going, because as soon as you're not, that's when it feels like a job, you know? And it is my job. And uh, and I've been really lucky that I've been doing this for, I don't even know how many years now. I think I opened my Etsy store in 2010, but I was started a little bit before that. Um, you know, so it's right at that point, like, where, like, that was, like, the longest I'd ever been in a band was maybe, like, eight or nine years. and Or, you know, before I had to change bands and stuff like that. So I'm like, it's right at that point where traditionally in my life i'd be like oh it's time for me to do something different but i feel like there's just so much more to do here like i'm not anywhere near there we can say i mean we've actually watched you literally if you've paid any attention to tim's videos we've watched you continue this transformation and recently you've had a plethora of new and exciting things to try and you got into the The computerized tech part of it because there was a time when you were like you know what i like using this hammer and this handsaw and i don't i'm not interested in that and then we got to see you just, well, man, I got to change that attitude because, I, you know, my kid, and I want to I want to incorporate. We've got to see that with you. So, and especially, like I said, the last couple of years, you've, you've been able to get some really neat um, projects made using different techniques that you never would have used before. So I am I'm so into the tech. I never thought that I would have like taken to it as much as I have. And I mean, I, I, I feel bad for like when I do make YouTube videos almost about how much of the tech I use, because I know it's not something that everybody has. I know one of the things that people that started watching my channel liked was that it was like, I was just a guy with basic tools, like, like everybody else, you know, 
But uh, I just personally, that's what I'm into, and I need to keep exploring with it. I just well, think it's like you said, like you, you said, know? you know, every eight to ten years, it's like something different comes along. Well, that's you're still so- a maker, but now you're right. you're, you're using different tools. So this this might take away that seven year itch, so to speak, right? Well, that's that's exactly what it is. Like I, you know, in the music business, I mean, I played the, you know, I was playing the bass, and then I was like, that got bored, so I started playing the double bass, and then you know, then I switched bands or whatever. And that's with this maker thing. It started with like. I had I didn't even have a table saw, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Then I got a table saw, and that's like a game changer. Now all mm-hmm. of a sudden, produ- production's at a whole different level, and I can make. Then I got a workshop, you know, with with space, and I can make large things. And so there's just been all these steps, you know. And then there's the other side of it too, like the this podcast and, and right. the YouTube videos, and uh, you know, and they're not necessarily like a huge part of the business, but they are a part of the business, and um, and they're exciting still and new and. You know, and, and just as it's like, I feel like it's getting a little stale. There's like, I start, I see all this room to change and, and go different directions, you know, like tech. That's, that's kind of awesome. I, I'm almost the exact opposite because I see myself having to do the same thing. Like as far as my day job goes, I'm at a point now where I'm so focused on my day job and that's okay because it's coming to an end. We're talking, yeah. I can, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so instead of making any change, like, nope, I'm keeping this job and I'm, this is where I'm going to be for the, at least the next handful of years, blah, 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 blah. And that's okay. So I don't want to make any changes in that department because it's going to meet all of the needs that I want to take the next step chapter, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and I'm just uh, uh, getting older and, and tech still scares me and I don't want to play with that too much, but but yeah, no, that's it's kind of different though, you know. Uh, but yeah. All right. Well, for me, uh, another thing that's I guess going back to old is I want to do more uh, YouTube videos. I I really want to focus less on Etsy and do more YouTube videos, which I find to be more fun, uh, just because. The due dates and like the the crunches and you know I actually had a negative review of one of my products this year I I had this girl uh, not because she's a girl but she so happens that she's a girl order a, a rolling tray for for her boyfriend for Christmas November 27th and she wanted it December 21st and I'm like okay but keep in mind, like this is the the literally the three busiest weeks of the year for me personally, professionally, and as an Etsy maker. Like these are the three worst weeks of the year. So I'm gonna do my absolute best. So I got it to her exactly on the 21st because I paid to ship it FedEx overnight. So I charge 40 bucks for these things, and I think like 20 bucks for shipping. It cost me 35 dollars to ship it to her. So I basically made this thing for almost free. Yeah. And I made it from an old desktop. So uh, it's pre-finished on both sides already. And then I just CNC into it. And then I spray and I, sorry, and I sand off the remaining finish on the top side and then clear coat it. And then the bottom side is like the pre-finished sort of stain side. So it, you could tell kind of that it was something before and I thought that was really cool. She complained that the top wasn't nearly as good as the bottom and that, you know, that it, it felt rough. I mean, uh, I sanded it with 320 and, you know, the thing got like five five coats of, of you know, finished. So I was like a little surprised about that. But the truth is, and maybe this has nothing to do with what I started talking about, but 
maybe education about what, what reclaimed is and what handmade products are. I guess I was a little frustrated by that. I was like, well, that, that's mm. that that is same old, same old. There's always going to be somebody out there that's gonna that's gonna complain. I mean, it's, they just they they go into Target, they go into to one of these box stores, and they see this reclaimed looking thing, and it's like, ooh ah, and they touch it, and they say, well, can you make me one? Can you make me one for like nineteen dollars, like I can get at Target? It's really yeah. smooth, you know? Yeah, eh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that ain't going to change. That ain't going to so, change. So that's exactly what my frustration was. And lucky for me, you actually can't reply to these reviews on your mobile. You'd have to be at a desktop or whatever. And I was away when it can't. And you know what? Cooler heads prevailed. I decided not to go on some tirade about if you prefer you know, that kind of reclaimed look, then by all means shop at Walmart. I just didn't reply. I said, you know what? I'm looking to slow down on my Etsy anyway. So be it. Leave it there. And like honestly... I think a day later, I got another review, five star, you know, about one of the step stools that I had shipped. I love it. It's amazing. My kid loved it. So, you know what I mean? Like, I guess it bounces out. But this kind of person who doesn't really know what reclaim means, I guess it, I, I find it frustrating. Like, people think it's a look and not necessarily a texture. And it is a texture. Well, the, the great thing about putting more time into YouTube is that nobody ever says anything negative there. <laughs> <laughs> But, but like you, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward because I'm doing the same old, same old salon, right, for yeah. right, the next again. little while. Yeah. And um, I'm looking forward to get back and making a few more videos. But what I'm looking forward to making a few more videos about is my cigar box guitars. I mean, it's somebody said, yeah, hey, when are you going to make another guitar video? And I'm like, and actually, it was Mr. Dave Gatton, who, by the way, I think I showed you guys these already. But he sent me a couple of hollowed oh, yeah. out the CNC bodies. Yeah, oh, wow. like cigar box size uh, guitar bodies, Mr. Dave Gatton, and I'm very excited to uh, incorporate those. So I think I'll do that, and maybe that'll be my next video. Is doing one of those. I'd like to shoot some footage of things that I make for the salon and do a tour and all of that. But it's been you get so busy after a while. It's like doing a video. I don't, I don't have the bandwidth. How? For it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like I'd like to do more, and I guess maybe that's. That's my frustration also. It's like yeah. I want to be in like 20 different places at the same time and you just can't and something's got to give. Well, I'm I actually going to do less videos this year. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. I, am. I, I, I decided that I used to really put that one week pressure to do one every week. And uh, and so sometimes I do these like kind of smaller projects or just these like little things I throw together and I don't see the value in doing that anymore. I feel like there's so much content of like table saws and like hand planes on the internet that if I'm going to put the content out there, I want it to be something that's worth watching and not just like, oh, hey, look, I made this little thing. Um, so know. I'm going to... Like, I think I, that's debatable, but that's your oh, personal it is. philosophy. I, I, would word it, I would but. word it differently. I would say you're going to take the pressure of doing a video a week off, but it doesn't mean you're going to do less content necessarily. I, I when I'm, instead, of, instead of making sure I have a video every week, I'm going to worry more about long form and, and maybe put so I can... Like take it like like this table I'm working on right now, uh, I might not have filmed that because I just want to get it done, and I but I might have filmed something else or but I'm gonna try and make that like a you know like a better video like mm -hmm. one better video every couple weeks instead of like sort of mediocre like put more energy into the into the edit and um, and put more energy in, and I want to do more original music uh, for them and cool nice. so try to you know we'll, we'll see that's that's the that's the idea at least I don't want to just like kind of be like oh hey. Here's this little thing, unless it's like really got a value to it, or it's like really funny. <laughs> I, well, if you need any help with the music part of it, you just let me know. Yeah, you got it. I will let you know. 
Yeah, you should start working with real musicians like Bill. That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> someday. Someday, Bill. Nah, I don't know about that. You know what? I got to hear. I got to hear some same old, same old stuff. You guys have experienced this many times. Here's something that will never get old for me. Um, uh, Aspen came down with her ukulele and was just sitting on the couch drumming out songs and Beatles songs. And then Casey and her mom and Aspen started singing. And I'm just like, wow, that having that kind of a same old thing. Like if that was a tradition. And this was like, you know. Uh, after everybody's fat and happy on Christmas, you know, we've all eaten and we're just kind of like lounging. That happened. I went, oh my goodness, that is so amazing. I can make that a tradition, same, same every year for the rest of my life. That would be awesome. That's <laughs> That's pride cool. in your children. Yes. Yes. All I one do, of them. I do. <laughs> I do experience that. Uh, yeah. On a daily basis, actually putting my kids to bed and uh, I don't know, they were all hyper or whatever. And my, my son who recently... I don't know. He just loves dancing or whatever. So he started doing. Have you seen this new dance? It's called the floss. Oh, Vance does it all day. Okay, he just so, walks around doing it. Yeah. So so Jake was doing it. Uh, he had been doing it. So it's gotten him into looking up more dances on YouTube or whatever. And he started doing like what looked like Michael Jackson moves to me, like with like the kicks and like the all kinds of stuff. And I was like, Do you know who Michael Jackson is? He's like, No. So we put on like some stuff because I wanted him to see like the moonwalk or whatever because it's such an impressive move and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> he just started attempting it and he fell and whatever. But it was it was just funny to see and I'm like stuff that I thought was cool. He thinks is cool. You know, it's just it's it's a weird. I don't know. He's your son. Yeah. You're related. You know. Yeah. He's a thing yeah. that I created yeah. with my. Two you hands. made it. I made. You him. made it. I made him. Yeah. Yeah, Some things awesome. never change. Some things always do. And when you get bored with that one, you got two more in the wings. That's right. Actually, it was my youngest son's first day of daycare today. How did that wow. go? Wow. He screamed on the way in, and he was fine mm. on the way out. That's how it's going to go for most of the days, right? Now, that's, that's kind of the opposite. <laughs> that's my day at work. What? Isn't that kind of the opposite of when they're born? Uh, they scream on the way out. They're fine on the way. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty, it's like nine thirty at night already. You got me. I'm pretty blitzed. I don't know. <laughs> same so, old, same old. Same, yeah, same yeah, old. Same yeah. old. Awkward, so, awkward silence. Awkward silence. Where's my crickets? <laughs> I'm gonna start raising crickets. I think. Hey, so what are some what are some things that are gonna be new to you that that does feel like the same old thing? Like, uh, for example, I got some new tools for Christmas. I you know I got a new compound uh, miter saw and I got some new cordless tools, um, mm -hmm. and even though I get the same old feeling every time I get a new tool, they are new to me. And I you said something earlier. It's not about getting the new tool. It's about the no no no. For me, it's about getting the thing. I like getting the thing. I really <laughs> really do. <laughs> is there um, is there a, a thing that you you know you still have that same giddiness when you get that? when you're able to reward yourself with something, whether it's, like I said, you know, seeing Aspen play the ukulele or getting a new tool or a new... Yeah, I got I got one. So I, I've said it before that even though with the with the whiskey boxes that I make on Etsy, I like to always try a new technique or a new way of building it just to mm -hmm. keep things fresh and interesting. So um, for a while, I'd been doing them with, uh, with miters, right? So I'd just been mitering the corners of the lids. And... Uh, 
and I was doing it with a chop saw, and I wasn't getting good corners, so I said forget it, and I just started butt jointing them, and then putting screws through them, and then doing dowel plugs. Um, and then somebody sent me a picture of exactly how they wanted it, and it had mitered corners on it, and I was like, uh, okay. I said, you know what? I'm going to try and make a miter sled. So I watched a couple of videos. I watched one by Steve Ramsey, and I watched one by Jay Bates, and I kind of did an amalgam of both their sleds, because they had a little bit different styles, but I amalgamated them both. And man, it, that worked a charm. That was fun. It was fun to go into the garage, build the sled, um, and get something to work like right away that was super cool and the feeling was it's a new tool because the miter sled is a tool as far as I'm concerned and and it made making this thing more fun again I don't know so that was mm. that was something I'm going to continue to always do is just to try even if I'm making the same old thing to make it new and different for me at least obviously miter sleds are not new but for me they are yeah yeah, yeah. How how's your uh, 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 new laser been? How you been feeling about that, Tim? Laser, laser. Oh, the the laser is is an addiction now. <laughs> it's uh, like I was saying earlier about that tech. I mean, the CNC is still, you know, an, an addiction too. Um, but the you know, the laser is pretty cool. It's um, I, I'm I was just designing a couple projects because I owe them a few more videos, and I was just over the weekend I designed uh i did the files i have i don't know when i'm gonna get to cut them because i have a uh, 400,000 stools to make but um <laughs> uh, i have a couple projects of um everything i've done on the laser so far has been 2d you know i'm like cutting stuff out and it's just basically giving me you know multiples and this and that but uh, i want to start stacking them you know and uh which is like the other thing you do on the laser right but i had a couple kind of fun ideas that like skeletons and stuff yeah yeah but not like like I mean, I was thinking, I I was really impressed by the art that people do, where they, all the layers they do it in, with paper a lot, and then it's it's all very intricate and stuff. And so like I was thinking in, about designing like in Tarja they do with the the jigsaw or the the scroll saw scroll saw, right? Where you know, so they would be like like you know hundreds of layers of pieces of paper with these like different like um, mosaic type patterns yeah. on them, and they just each one is like a like a eighth of a millimeter you know off, so you get all this like really deep. Yeah. textures and I did that actually stuff. for work at one point we did um, we did Alice in Wonderland and we, for like high end customers we had these invites to our shows that opened up like this and it was all I actually outsourced it to this company that does 3D laser cutting of paper and it was like I think it wasn't hundreds but let's say I think it was 18 or 19 layers of paper wow. that you unfold and then it creates this scene of this little girl inside this world of, you know, all the shapes that you recognize from Alice in Wonderland. Wow. Because the theme of the catalog was, like, through the looking glass or whatever. So we did that, and uh, that was really cool, man. Like, if you could figure out a way to make something that opens, and it's a scene. I actually had one of the artists cut it with an X-Acto first as a mock-up, and then we sent that to the laser cutting company with the files. Oh, that yeah. So they'd have a a template to see how it would open and how it should open because they don't, they don't know that they have right, their pre-made templates. Yeah, you know, trying to. I just put it in the uh, chat there. I just put a picture. I just googled laser cutter art, uh, just so Bill can see. Um, oh my god! Oh, okay, oh, so oh. it wasn't this. <laughs> it wasn't this. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like multiple, that's like many, many, many layers, and they're you know, so you get all this depth and stuff. 
So I came up with uh, nothing like that. Okay, because um, that's nuts. Well, I mean, if you you could go find a um, like a just a like a pattern, like if you find like a lace pattern online and then vectorize it, yeah. and then just keep then you know reduce it and enlarge it multiple times. You know what I mean? Right. And, and edit it so you can make the shape have uh, stuff, which is what I was gonna do. I was just gonna start grabbing some, you know, buy some clip art or get some free clip art or something and mess mess with that. But then I came up with a, with my other idea that I want to try because I like puns. <laughs> so it's basically just a big pun I'm working on. I don't know if it's going to work or not, which is why I'm not saying it. But, uh, so but uh, you guys are talking, it. and it's it's reminding me of, um, well, first I was thinking of the whirly gigs that are stacked. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, but yeah. that reminded me of um, uh, Ben Ben Ueda's stairs that he did, where he stacked up all yeah. those the CNC mean, that, stairs, the, spi- the spiral yeah. staircase. Yeah. Yeah. I walked. I've walked <clears throat> that staircase, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Did he put a safety railing up yet when you were there? Nope. Awesome. I don't think nope. he's been in uh, Boston for a couple of years now. He's out in the desert playing around. Yeah, doing They've something been, out there. Yeah, him and, and, and Jesse have been there for quite a few months, at least. Yeah, even and, and uh, Mr. Montgomery as well. They're doing. He's uh, he's building these um, um, Connex box houses. Yeah, shipping containers, yeah. 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 Anyway. Same old, same old Ben. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same old Ben, just building shipping container houses in the desert. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> classic. Um, all right, all right. Oh, we need to pull up our. Uh, I think our there's only review the one. Review. I forgot about that. Oh, I. We're rusty. We're two weeks off. You know. I know. Yeah, same old, same old. Mm. So this is going to be some great dead air while we all. <laughs> no, no, we could vamp. How are things? Things are great. Yada yada. Oh, I was uh, I was going to tell you guys an exciting story. What's that? No, I already did at the beginning of the podcast. Re-listen to it, you'll see. Uh, I don't see any new ones since we last spoke. By the way. Oh uh, yeah, the holidays I suppose could uh, have that effect. So that's it then. We, wait, well, this isn't. I'm not even going to Oh, yeah, look. no, that's, that's, not, that's not new. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You want to make one up? Let's make one up. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, yeah. Let's see here. What grabbed your attention, if you had to say, Bill? You are raring to go there. What, what would you say grabbed your attention? So visiting Utah reminds me of when I lived there, and it reminds me when I lived in a free state, not the state that I'm in now. So those of you that know I'm fairly much a very liberal person, except when it comes to firearms. And uh, I'm a huge supporter of people being able to own guns, and I enjoy guns immensely and shooting them. And one of my YouTube guys that I used to watch all the time is uh, Hickok45, and he's a retired cop, and he wasn't like one of those gun nuts, you know, like teach you how to roll around on the ground and shoot, you know, pretend terrorists that are coming to get you. He's just like, oh, check this out. And he's got some targets on his property. It's just like, oh, yeah, and they review this gun and, and some basic, simple, common sense safety tips, how to fire it. And so many people would say, oh, well, this gun sucks or this bullet caliber sucks and it's not really manly and you can't, it's not accurate enough. This guy can grab anything and shoot at 100 yards. And I mean, he blows up like two liter bottles of soda and steel targets and all this stuff. Um, Hickok 45. Now, when I started watching him, it was many, 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 many years ago. And he had 20, 30,000 
people. Well, since visiting Utah and my ex-wife's husband is now an NRA instructor and I can't wait to get out of California so I can start collecting guns again. I'm not a hunter, but I do love to go out and shoot. Target practice, it's a lot of fun. So I went to check out his channel. <laughs> he has close to 10, uh, 4 million subscri subscribers. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. He's, he's been about 10 years on YouTube and he just recently celebrated his one billionth view. Wow. So um, now he's he's kind of hardcore into NRA. I'm not an NRA fan, but um, but he's not a preachy person. He's just he sh he makes the joy of shooting um, obvious, and he tries out all these different different types of like he like he did all this you know cowboy action shooting when he was younger and he, competition stuff. So like I said, the guys I don't know. He looks like he's in his 60s, 70s, maybe 80s. I don't know, but he's just this old guy and he can just shoot the snot out of targets and makes shooting a 357 Magnum same as easy as shooting a 22. And, That's and for crazy. Those, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of fun to watch. He makes it fun. He gives you an honest opinion. It's not the, there's so many guys out there now that are these ex-military, you know, all right, you need to buy all this tactical gear and then blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you, this gun is terrible. Here's this, this old dude to pick up anything. It's not, it's not the gun. It's the shooter, you know, you, you know, make sure it's reliable. Anyway, I just talk about same old same old uh, that's the same old thing i used to get excited about years ago and i'm starting to get excited about it again so check out hickok 45 excellent all right uh, Woo. Uh, in, <laughs> in the same vein uh i used to get excited about music and then for a very long time i didn't and uh lately i've been you know, between the making guitars and, and just having a break from music, I'm starting to get excited about music again. So I will mention um, the podcast Broken Record, and it is Malcolm Gladwell's. Uh, oh. He did this other podcast. He's not always on it. He had other people doing it too. But uh, he interviews musicians and music makers, um, producers and whatnot that have really had a, uh, a pretty big impact on the, uh, the music industry and on, you know, art. In, in that sense and so there's uh, he, uh, Rick Rubin is kind of involved with it too the, the producer uh, that's produced basically every album you've ever loved <laughs> and, uh, sounds familiar. I guess him him and Malcolm are friends and so I guess they kind of started it together so he's on there a lot and uh, talking about some albums that you know uh, that they've done it's been interesting there's been some stuff that I never really would have cared to like listen to or think about really that then i'm just like like yeah wow that really was impactful and it was there's only eight, eight one season eight episodes up there right now but i enjoyed every one of them so awesome uh, how about you phil i'm gonna reiterate again the two miter sled videos that i watched one was jay bates and the other one was uh uh steve ramsey and i kind of mixed the two of them together for mine jay ramsey or steve bates yeah, exactly. Jamsy. Ah, yeah. You know, both of those are excellent choices, um, too, for making woodworking simple and accessible. So awesome. Mm. Well, I've been I've been watching with them both, but I always loved Jay because when he started out, he was like the super of an apartment complex, and so he was working with Reclaim like right from day one. Well, you that and most every project he made was with two by fours. It was yeah. cool. The guy came yeah. up with so yeah. many neat furniture builds out of just uh, dimensional lumber. It was just and, awesome. Yeah. And pocket holes. 
Yeah. He killed it. I thought he was terrific. I mean, I think still think he's amazing, but obviously he's gone next level with like hand tools oh, and yeah, long yeah. form videos. But I still love like his older videos where he was in that like you could tell in the apartment complex shop, like the space that he had taken up, I guess which was an old apartment or whatever and he, you know, I, I don't know, I love that one. One one of my favorite videos of his, um, and this is why I liked. I, one of the things I like about Jay, he's very down to earth. Yeah. He got these three cheap, uh, uh, cheap store, cheap tool store diamond sharpening stones because everybody yeah. was like, you know, I remember watching Matt Cremona and he's got like these amazing wet stones that he's, you know, they got to keep them in these tubs of special oil water and takes like an hour and a half to sharpen one chisel. And Jay's like, yeah, I got these three right here. I go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. There, I got a sharp chisel, and it was just. Yeah. It was he made it so simple. Like I said, yeah. they're, they're so accessible. Him and Steve Ramsey both. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. Both of their successes are well deserved. I agree. I remember I was working with this, uh, helping a buddy out. He was opening up a bar, and, and a bunch of us were helping him kind of set it up. We were using like doors to build the stage and stuff. And there's this guy that came in. He's a carpenter that was also a friend of his. And uh, like you know, he had the truck with the with the, the folding table saw in the back and stuff. You know, and uh, he. I borrowed his chisel for something and um and I used it really quick and it was just this little, you know crappy you know orange store chisel and it was the sharpest chisel I ever used. <laughs> it was, was just like, sharp that's all yeah it was just well it was sharp because yeah like I never sharpened mine you know but um but it was just like really sharp and it worked and I was like wow I was like what's your secret how do you sharpen this and he just looks up and he goes sandpaper and yeah. he goes back to work <laughs> like like that's all you need you know yeah. yeah it's it's actually the most expensive method over time Sandpaper. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. to dive right into it, if you're getting into it, yeah, sandpaper is the best way to go. Yeah. Some plate glass yeah. and some sandpaper. I have a piece of granite sandpaper. Yeah. Right. Okay. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out WilliamLutz.com for all things William Lutz. TimSway.net for about 40% things Tim Sway. And NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Is that like 3%? It's like 3% Tim Sway on well, that. Well, it's like another, another 7%. So like 47% total. Yeah. Is what the fifty-three percent is what he leaves at home with his wife and his kids. Fifty. I've got three percent here in California. Yeah, but there is a court order to, to get that back. Demand that back. Yeah. 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 yeah well, That's there's fine. there's an appeal process, pal. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's going to out of my years. cold dead fingers. Will I give back <laughs> that bag of hair? <laughs> uh, anyway. So creepy. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter or, frankly, any of our social media platforms. We love hearing from you guys. And that leads me into iTunes reviews. Clearly, we need some iTunes reviews, especially for 2019. Guys, open it up for 2019. Who wants to be the reviews. first 2019 review? I challenge everybody listening. Beat everybody else to the punch. Let's get at least 10 new reviews on iTunes. Yeah. Who's going to step up to the plate? The amazing makers that they are out there, We, I challenge all of you. Yeah. Same old, same old, begging for iTunes reviews. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I, we're not begging. We are in I did it in a challenge form. That's, yes. That's like, yeah. 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 Challenge Tim. form. Jeez. <laughs> it, but the begging part comes now. Patreon.com <laughs> with sugar on top. No, I mean, listen, we're all uh, we're all people. We're all doing our best to make uh, to make things better for our families, for ourselves. And uh, Patreon is a very very important part of of how we you know get to justify this time and, and continue to stay on the air. So if you can 
Uh, we'd appreciate your help. And, uh, and knowing that, you get access to uh, the pre-show, which is sort of like the behind the stage, uh, behind the scenes of how we choose our topics every week. And, uh, and that's what it's all about. So you get access to the pre-show and you have our undying uh, thanks that week while you support us. So, love uh, and affection. Undying and love and affection. The affection comes from Bill only. Tim and I just have the just appreciation. Love. Just the love part. Yeah. Just love. Nothing. Yeah. No touching. No touching. No, no touchies. I, I, I am a hugger. <laughs> I'm, I, I have to admit. So Firm handshake in person. That, you know, definitely. But. I'll just give you like a, like one of these. You know, like a, like a little, little two-finger like, salute. Like, like a little <laughs> Air Force salute. You know, the two fingers. A hug is nothing more than a body handshake. That's all. Yeah. It sure is. So, uh, <laughs> have a great week, everybody. And uh, and once again, Happy New Year. All the best. Health, happiness, and, uh, and all that good stuff for everybody. Uh, yes. Uh, Happy New Year. And a uh, real quick uh, shout out to Miter Mike. Um, he's, oh, man. Yeah, mm. so we love you, brother, and all the best for you yes. and your family. Yeah. In, indeed, indeed. Anyway, bye, everybody. Be good. <laughs>